around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Welcome, everyone, to this week's Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We here at this missionary ministry have the same goal today as we have since the beginning, and that's simply to lift up the name of Jesus and minister life to the people. Mm-hmm. You can find out more about who we are, what we're all about at terrymize.com. That's T-E-R-R-Y-M-I-Z-E.com, as well as books and audio and other training material that we know will help you win. I'm Lynn Mize, and I'm sitting here today with Terry and Renee Mize, and we're excited about this podcast because today we really want to sort of tie a bow on what we did last week, and that is talking about the importance of the elections, the importance of being a Christian during election time, understanding why we vote the way we vote, and trying to find out if we have a right to feel the way we, we do, because sometimes we get in the Word of God and find out that maybe the way we feel about voting in a, a particular area isn't what God would have wanted us to do. It's not what's in the Word of God. So I'm excited to get into this today and, and wrap up what we started last week. Um, Dad, last week we were talking about the election, and you were talking about a lot of good things, but you mentioned the black-robed regiment. Right. And and tell us a little bit about what that's all about, because that's a, that's a big deal. We barely touched on it, but that's a huge thing that went on, and it's really something that we ought to go back to in a lot of ways. No, absolutely. What what the black-robed regiment was is it's what it, that's what King George called the American pastors back during the Revolutionary War. Whenever America won its independence from England, uh, King George made the statement. He said, I am more afraid of the black-robed regiment than I am of the Continental Army. And, of course, he was referring to the preachers because the preachers at every Sunday would wear their black robe into the into the pulpit, into the church. And uh, they'd preach their sermons and they'd declare what not only what the Word of God said, but what, what the Word of God said about the political issues of the day and the way that you ought to live and so on and so forth. And, uh, and then whenever they'd get through preaching, they'd just pull their robe off and underneath their robe they'd have on their military uniform and guns, what have you, and they'd say, okay, I'm meeting up today to, to go to war or go to this battle or do this or this, and who's with me? And, and virtually every man in the church would follow them out. And that's the way the church has always operated in right. America. It's always been the town hall meetings. It's been uh, anything going on in town. You met at the church. You always had the pastor involved. You always had the, what does the word of God say about it? That's why you have... Uh, the Ten Commandments on every courthouse in the nation. That's why you have uh, the Word of God everywhere. That's why all the old movies, the old black and white movies we've watched all our lives, uh, every lawyer quotes the Word of God. Every uh, judge mm-hmm. quotes, quotes right. the Word of God. Uh, in fact, whenever Yale and Harvard and all these Ivy League uh, universities, whenever they started, they were theological seminaries. They were Bible schools. They started as Bible schools. And in America, you could not be, you could not become an attorney and you could not become a judge in the United States of America without having first gone to theological seminary and learning the word of God. Because the idea was, how could you possibly divide truth? How could you possibly know truth unless you knew the Bible? Because that's where truth comes from. Jesus said in John 17, Father, thy word is truth. And so when we want to know the truth about something, we simply don't go to CBS, ABC, you know, whatever. We go to the Word of God and say, see what the Word of God says, because that's the truth. And everything we live our life from has to derive from that truth. We have to judge ourselves and, and, and measure ourselves by the Word of God. You know, I've been preaching a lot lately on, on the post. The Bible talks about uh, not moving the post that the fathers have set up. And, yeah. and all through the Old Testament, they would establish, uh, they'd set up stones or set up markers or set up posts or drive stakes. And uh, and God would tell them to do that. And the Word says those are still there to this day. 
And it says, so that the children to come, even the, it says even those yet unborn would see those posts or see those stones, and they'd ask their parents, say, what do these stones mean? And the parents say, oh, I'm glad you asked that because this, this stone means this is where uh, God split the Red Sea and we walked over on dry land and God killed Pharaoh's army uh, in the Red Sea and delivered us out of slavery in Egypt. Or, or this stone means that's when God fed us manna uh, from heaven and we didn't starve. This stone means uh, when God gave us water out of a rock whenever we were thirsty. And, 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 and God calls those the great facts. Psalm, Psalm 78 talks about the great facts of God's dealings with Israel. It says we should train our children, even the children yet to be born, train them up in the great facts of God's dealing with Israel. And he calls them facts because they're not mythology. They're not, they're not fairy tales. They're not just some story, that a good night story, you know, lullaby story. They're facts of what God did in Israel. And when the United States was started, we just went on that, that particular line. And it was always what the church said and what the church thought. And let's go to the word of God. Let's go to the minister. And that's where that term black robed regiment comes from. But, of course, we can't do that anymore because Lyndon Johnson, under what's called the Johnson Act, right. uh, uh, made it illegal for pastors, for ministers to stand in the pulpit and talk to people about elections and who to vote for and what have you because he was scared of what? The black robed regiment. And yet, Jay Leno did it every night. David Letterman did it every night. Stephen Colbert still does it every night. They talk to millions and millions and millions of people and lie to them, by the way, and tell them who to vote for and how That's to right. vote and so on and so forth. That's and right. Hollywood does it. Madonna does it. Sean Penn does it. Who in the world wants Madonna and Sean Penn to tell them how to vote? But yet, we can't let the man of God, we can't let the woman of God say anything. And, and the men and women of God are scared today to say anything about it because they're so afraid that the, that the IRS will come after them and they'll lose their 501c3 or their ability to write a tax-exempt receipt for someone's offering. And, uh, you know, I've thought over the years, who cares? So what? I think if they took it away from us, they'd wake up a sleeping giant. I agree. And the church would stand up right. and begin to declare uh, what the Word of God says about it. Of course, Mr. Trump has actually said, now I don't know if this is going to be true or not or whether he could get elected or not, but Mr. Trump's actually said that if he's, if he's elected, that he's doing away with the Johnson Amendment. He's getting rid of it. And he's going to let the preacher stand up and the pastor stand up and declare the word of God. And uh, I'd vote for him for no other reason than that, just because we could be the black-robed regiment the way God intended us to be, and the people would start looking back to the church and looking back to the people of God and looking right. back to the word of God and say, how should we think about these things? How, how should I think? How should I act? How should I talk? Shouldn't come from Hollywood. Shouldn't come from Washington. It should come directly from the word of God. Back in the revolutionary or early American establishment of our Constitution, um, the the real you know reason that King George was so afraid and fearful of that black robed regiment was because those pastors would get in there and preach fiery messages about the injustices of England in comparison to the Bible. That's where we got our Bill of Rights. In fact, most of the signers of the Constitution were preachers Absolutely. and had and had divi uh, you know doctorates in divinity been to theological seminary, been to theological seminary and uh, the whole concept of that mindset among American uh, pioneers are, were the fact that what is justice what is the truth what is freedom what is liberty well you know I have liberty but it can't come against your freedom <laughs> you know Right. And so that that's the whole concept of liberty is, yes, you have you have freedom to uh, speak out and you have freedom to say what you want. The First Amendment says that you have that right. 
that you don't have the right to go in and destroy somebody's property. You don't have the right to go in and destroy someone else's livelihood as your expression of free speech. And those are the things that come only from the Word of God. If someone goes and reads the real Bill of Rights and what the, and what the colonists and what the founders of this country and that Black Robe Regiment, which many of them were signers of the Constitution, they had things that they had to say that this was right, this was wrong, this was what King George was doing, this is not right, the Bible says you have a certain right by your creator and that you have the ability to, to do it and to live that way unhindered and unfettered by an overreaching government. And that's what the church has to think about today is that we have not only been given life and liberty whom the son has set free, but we have been given rights by our own constitution. And those two things need to stand tall in the minds of believers is not only the word of God, but the Constitution. Those two things went hand in hand in the founding of this country. Yeah, that's so good, and it's so right. And if you go back and you read, uh, um, you know, history and, and historians, you find out that these guys uh, that founded the nation, these guys that that signed the Declaration of Independence, right. were so rooted. Even those who who might not have been the oh all sold out to God, right? Sure, right. Sure. Had had a firm conviction and belief in the Almighty. Yeah. There, there was a fearsome uh, awe towards God. And may, maybe they didn't want to espouse to all of the morality of the word of God or to be submitted to a pastor in a local church of some sort. But there was a sense that God was creator, that God was, was absolute in his justice, and that he did want people to be free without prejudice and without uh, any hindrance from, as I said, an overreaching government or any kind of mindset among a government that they were superior to the lives of the people. And any time a, a government official or someone, some other founding father in this country that came up with that idea, it was so repulsive to them based on their experience of an English government and an unjust British uh, ruler that they were just absolutely repulsed by that and would be very adamant and very I think volatile and their response back to it. No, we will not govern this way. We're going to govern with the idea that government should remain small, that government should be only a guiding influence and in, in, in protection and in building in the government and in, in building buildings and highways and things like that. And my, mainly by an army of protection around the people. Well, we have to remember that the reason they left England in the first place and established this nation in the first place was for freedom of religion. They That's right. wanted to be able to worship God freely. And, no. it, and it, I'm, I'm sorry, Lynn, go ahead. No, I was going to say that, that, that anti-Christians and those who, those who are anti-God or don't want anything to do with it right. love, to, right. love to quote the separation of church and state. Right, which is not even in the, which Constitution. Isn't in the Constitution. Which is erroneous. <laughs> which isn't in the Constitution. <laughs> it's an erroneous idea. And even if it were the idea of the separation of church and state, was to keep the government out, out of the of church's the business. business. Exactly. It was exactly. to keep government out of God's business, not God out of the government's the, business. The way they interpret it today is that means the church ought to shut up and not get involved right. in, in the state's business, and that's exactly the opposite of what they had in mind in the first place. Well, they had come from a nation that right. had its nose in the church's business and controlled the church, so they created the Constitution and said, okay, that's not going to happen anymore. <laughs> and and then uh, uh -huh. who was it, Jefferson, that actually penned a letter to somebody, and in that letter 
he made the statement of a separation of church and state. And so now all the people that don't have a clue what they're talking about says, oh, that's in the Constitution. Well, of course it's not. It's not. And, you know, the, That's like Christians that say, well, cleanliness is next to godliness and in the Bible. Yeah, that was in the Quaker Blue Laws. But, you know, the, the idea about all, all of this is the fact that, that God, if he is who he says he is, then he's a God of love. He's a God of all power. He is that he is creator. He is a God that will forgive. He is a God that will share his prosperity and his wisdom and his health and all the things that he has with people. And yet people will fight the gospel message and the gospel and people that are Christians in their community by saying, you're, you're trying to restrict us from living how we want to live and live. And, and, and what they're saying sometimes is that they don't want us around, so we won't make them feel bad about their sin or the things that they're doing wrong. And as long if they can get us out of the picture, then nobody will be there to, to make them feel badly or convict their heart. And we're not trying to do that from a standpoint of arrogance or from a standpoint Biases. of, yeah, a, a, that we would do anything to condemn them and that kind of thing. The Bible says and teaches us as Christians that your heart knows and tells you what you're doing wrong. You don't even almost need somebody else to tell you because you know down deep, you'll look yourself in the mirror that you're doing wrong. But the voice of, of, of the world always wants to say, well, it's those Christians that make us feel bad. And it's the Christians that are the problem. Well, it was the same thing in Germany that, you know, Hitler said it was the Christians. It was the Jews. It was, they, they were, they were cramping our style. As Let me we make a say. couple of points real quick. You were talking about the Black Robe Regiments, how we sure. started off. And, uh, uh, you know, I've been preaching a lot, and we were talking about this before we started the podcast, about the the church has always supposed to have been in charge. That's exactly right. From the very right. beginning, God said in Genesis 126, before he even created man, he's created the earth and the animals and everything else, but he's not yet created man. And he makes this statement. He said, now let us make man. In our likeness, in our image, let them have dominion. That's a strong word, dominion. Right. We use the word today, power and faith, but but in authority. But God used the word dominion. dominion. He said, I want them to dominate the planet. He said, let them have dominion right. over the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, the cattle of the field, and over all the earth. And then I go on to say that, that the church always knew that was true. All through the Old Testament, everybody knew that the church was in charge, that the prophet was in charge. It wasn't even the kings that were in charge. And, right. uh, and the kings knew that. Some of them didn't like it. Some of them didn't obey. But uh, anytime they violated it, they paid the price. And everybody realized, oh, yeah, it's the man of God that's in charge. It's the church. It's the black robe regiment that's supposed to be in authority, in dominion, in charge. It's the people of God. And I give a lot of examples. You can get that. Uh, CD from our from our office or that teaching from our office if you want to follow up on what I'm saying. But uh, uh, even King Ahab uh, was scared of the prophet Elijah. That's right. uh, Ahaziah, <laughs> King Ahaziah was scared That's of right. the prophet Elijah. Uh, it was King David that got called on the carpet by the prophet Nathan and said, and said, your baby's going to die because you committed adultery with Bathsheba and, and murdered her husband and lied about it and got her pregnant. Now that baby's going to die because of what you did. So it wasn't the king that was in charge. It was King. Uh, it was King Saul uh, who was put in his place by Saul, uh, by by uh, uh, Samuel. Samuel's the one that made him king in the first place. Samuel sure. poured the oil over his head and said, "Okay, you're king." And then later, Samuel poured the oil over David's head and said, "Okay, now you're king." Mm -hmm. Then it was Eli Elijah that poured the oil, uh, sent sent a young prophet down to Jehu's house in Second Kings chapter ten and said, "Pour this oil over Jehu's head and tell him he's now the king of Israel." Well, Ahab was the king. <laughs> 
But yet Elisha, Elijah said, nope, not anymore. Jehu's not anymore. the king. And so Jehu went out and, and, and killed Jezebel and, and killed, you know, most of Ahab's kids because so, of it. So it's always been the prophet or the or the black-robed regiment or the people of God or the church has been in charge. All through the New Testament, it was the same way. Jesus established that. Peter established that. Paul established that. True. And again, that's all in that teaching. If, you, if I'm, you're lost on what I'm saying, that's all I lay it out step by step and precept by precept, line upon line, that it's always been the church. And it still today should be the church. But somewhere right. about 15, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, all of a sudden America flipped a switch somewhere and said, well, Hollywood ought to be in charge. Let's hear what the movie stars have to say. Well, let's hear what, uh, uh, you know, some, you know, group has to say. Let's don't listen to God anymore. But right. it's still that black robed regiment. It's still the man, the woman of God. It's still the church of God. It's still the people of God that God intended to be in charge. And he's never, ever, ever changed his mind, nor will he ever change his mind about that. He sure hasn't. And we, we were talking to just before the broadcast about this, because this is such a profound truth that Terry and I have been, really praying about over the people of God is this, that the, the preachers, the pastors have to preach it right. They have to tell the truth. They have to say what the word of God says. Then the people have to receive it and they have to do right by it. And then they all have to pray. And, so you're saying and know P that that, and P and P, yeah, the pastor, the preacher, the, the people and have and to the, pray. And they have to pray. And, and it, that gives them power. And that gives them a, power. There you go. The alliteration And that's why we have a podcast. Oh, oh, and that's why we have a... <laughs> let, so, me, let me say podcast. this before we close. Brother Copeland, Kenneth Copeland, uh, is about to go on BVOV, his his daily program, Believer's Voice of Victory. And uh, the two weeks before the election here in the United States of America, and he is going to be talking for two solid weeks, the two weeks before the election, about all the election issues and really hammering down, doing it in, in true... Copeland style. I mean, he'll break it down line upon line, precept upon precept, and talk to us about what the Word of God has to say about the issues. And uh, and I'm excited about that. I'm ready for a man right. of God. I mean, Kenneth's a prophet of God. I'm ready to hear what the prophet of God has to say. And uh, and, and on a personal note, his office called us, Brother Copeland's office, KCM called us, and they, they said that during those two weeks, they're going to be doing this. They're going to be talking about the elections in the states and the issues of the election. And they said they can't do that in their international markets because obviously it's an American election. Sure. And they've got international markets all over the world. And so they said during those two weeks, they're going to take the broadcast that Renee and I did back in February. Those two weeks, those 10 programs, those 10 days, they're going to take those programs that we talked about spiritual authority and all the miracles and all the things God did. And they're going to show, they're going to broadcast those uh, on their BVOV program in the international markets, such as England and Australia and Singapore and, you know, uh, you know, all the, all the, all the international markets around the world. So that's kind of exciting. They even called us, uh, called our office and ordered more books and CDs and stuff because they, they, they feel that people are going to be ordering them from the international market. So anyway, during those two weeks, it's vital, uh, here in the States to hear what the man of God has to say. I want to hear what Amen. Brother Copeland has to say about this. And I think he's going to have David Barton on there with him and, and uh, of course, George Pearson's and, and somebody said maybe even Keith Moore might be involved in that. I don't know. But that'll be tremendous. But during those same two weeks in the international markets, and those of you that are listening to this podcast, podcast in the international markets, and you'll be able to see Renee and I uh, on the broadcast with Pastor George Pearsons and, and uh, the rebroadcast of what we did here in February. So that's yeah, that's good. And and if you miss that, if, you, if you're not international and you, you won't be able to see that on their daily program, of course, you can go to BVOVN Network and watch the archives there. It's, it's up all the time. And I, we literally hear from people every single day that were so touched and so moved, and 
We appreciate this family and this ministry so appreciates Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, their family, their ministry, and all that they've done. And um, I, I respect so much that he would that he would pull his normal broadcast and go two weeks Absolutely. on what the Word says and what the Bible says, and 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 quite frankly, what the man of God says, what he yeah. what he what he knows on the inside. Well, it's time mm. we hear from the Black Robe Regiment because it's time we right. hear. And uh, and and the fact that he would do that and and not be concerned about his nonprofit status and would stand up and stand for what's right and what's godly, right. we're we're thankful for it. Well, listen. We hope this has been a blessing to you today. It's certainly sure. been a blessing to me, uh, a refocus uh, for us to go back to the Word of God and put sure. put biases aside, put uh, family lines and party lines aside, and go back to the Word of God and find out what is our responsibility, what can we do to vote in a godly system or a more godly system right. into this nation. And we, we just want to invite you to go to uh, Terry Mize Ministries on Facebook and like our Facebook page. If you'll do that, um, or contact the office and, and tell us that you heard the broadcast and that you'd like your free gift. And we want to send you a single CD called Who Do You Say Jesus Is that we know will absolutely be a blessing to you. So tune in each week. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Podomatic. You can download us on iTunes. And and follow us along as we go down this podcast road here because we're going to get into some things and minister the Word of God that we know will absolutely be a blessing to you. And we'll get to unpack some things that will just make such a difference in your daily lives. And you know, Lynn, if they if they didn't hear last week's podcast, then today was just a continuation. This week was just a continuation of what we started last week. So it'd be vital to go back in the, uh, to to our ministry, to TMM, to Terry Mize Ministries, mm-hmm. or terrymize.com, or terrymizeministries.org, or just about anywhere we have a social media presence. And, and hear last week's podcast where we really were talking uh, in fact, it took a long time. It took about 35 minutes or something talking about uh, election issues and why and how come and what for and how you you apply the word of God to it. And then today, this week was simply a continuation of that. So they need to pick up. They need to pick up both of them. Absolutely, Amen. Well, it's been good to be with you. We appreciate you joining us, and we believe that this was a blessing to to you and will help you as you kind of you know decipher uh, this election season and see where you know, where the heart of God is on the situation. And so we want to encourage you to find our our next podcast. Go back and get the podcast uh, from last week, the one before this one, so that you can hear the the preface to this. Put the election to bed and get on miracles. Well, thanks again for joining us. And uh, check us out at terrymize.com, T-E-R-R-Y-M-I-Z-E. And remember, you're more than a conqueror. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.